Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We're hanging out live today, Gordon, at Metro by T-Mobile. We're right here in South Salt Lake, 3300 South, 87 West. Just uh, you know, a little west of State Street, Main Street there. You'll see us. We've got the van right out front. Uh, encourage you to come by. We have tons of of jazz gear for you. Uh, they, we've got pizza. How about that, Gordon? We've got uh, nice. soda. We've nice. got the, the whole shebang ready to go. We've got uh, freebies from Metro by T-Mobile. We have all sorts of reasons, plus uh, incredible deals on service, and uh, they're throwing in free phones. I mean, there's just a bunch of incredible stuff going on we'll talk about throughout the show. Earlier, before we came on the air, Jake, we were talking about how some of the necessities in life is one is a car in our society. You got to have a car. The other is you got to have a phone. You do. You got to have a phone. It has become a necessity. You're you're totally right. Do you even have a landline anymore? I do not. I no, have not for a long way. time. Mm-mm. So it's just part of life. You know, a long- you might as well get a good deal. A long time ago, I had a landline when I had roommates. This was, you know, a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, I, Back when you used to have to dial up the operator to place a call? Pretty much. One day, I answered the phone for the zillionth time to, uh, you know, a uh, solicitor. And I thought, you know, the only people who call me on this number are solicitors <laughs> and my mother. Uh-huh. And I can simply tell my mother to call my cell phone. Excuse me, Gordon. Thanks, okay. for, thanks for saving the day right there. Sorry, I, I, I just got an important tweet, text, whatever. So I'm still battling a cold and, and trying to fight. <laughs> I fight thought you were back. choking to second, death and Gordon. he was just watching. <laughs> I was going like, to uh, fill in I while you were over help. there gagging and coughing Jeez. and hacking. and. Some friend you're, you are. I hope you, whatever's on your phone is <laughs> more important than my well-being. It was from PK, so it was important. Check out the uh, podcast that's sweeping the nation, Grumpy, with uh, <laughs> not Grumpy and PK. It's in contention, and it's been posted, so get to it right now on all the different avenues you have to get to it, whatever they are. In content- Grumpy and in no, contention? there's no Grumpy. It's just in contention, starring Patrick Kenahan and me. All right, where were we? I'm his sidekick. Hmm. You're giving PK top billing on uh, the Grumpy Cast. Well, that's he told me that I was his sidekick, so I guess I am. Wow, that's unlike you. You know what? PK is a great storyteller. 
I love it when he starts telling stories. And he told a few in this podcast, so go to it right now. All right. I, I, well, not right now. Listen to our show first. Yeah. <sighs> so anyway. Yeah. Where were you before you hacked up a lung? I have no idea. Because <laughs> I was worried about my life. <laughs> yeah, turn us off. Go watch like... Netflix. <laughs> Were we going to have to perform some sort of uh, – I, I don't know. I've just had one of those weeks, man, where I've been fighting this cold. I know, but you've been a trooper, week. man. I, I've been trying. Yesterday Yesterday, I was about at, at my end. And, and I've <laughs> See, got to you say, hide it really well. Jake, I'm going to hand it to you, man. You are stoic. Well, you didn't, you didn't see the worst of it yesterday, and I, I can get to that. I, I want to start by saying a special thanks to my dear friend, Scott Gerard. Who uh, who helped me out big time yesterday, and, and I'll get to why in a second. Okay. But uh, but Scotty G, shout out to what the, the hell Scotty just G. Happened? He well, is the man. Uh, Jake and Ben Anderson we, too, but especially Scotty G. We've had remotes every day this week, and one of them was nearly outside. <laughs> oh, I didn't <laughs> even were, think you, about that. Fighting a cold <laughs> and had to do a, a remote that was basically outside. And the well, how low did the temperature get down to the low forties? Yeah, that's it. so that was nice. That was good for the cold, but it, you know what? It was actually a really fun remote and kind of a we did have a, fun. a fun, but it was cold. Yeah. Uh, so last night we were at the homie house. Right? Uh-huh. We were. We had fun. It was well, great we remote. Well, we met a lot of nice people. So well, I did pregame there, and I had to drive from the homie house to the arena to do halftime and postgame, right? Right. So I, I, I'm driving in. I decide. Well, I need a little. I need a little dinner, but I'm trying to get back because I don't want to miss. You know, I don't want to miss watching right. very much of the game. So I'm. I'm, so I'm sure you were listening. Good. You were listening. I'm listening, and so I swing into a gas station right after I get off the freeway downtown, and uh, I, I run in. I grab a, a dog and a and a soda. <laughs> okay. And I dart back out, and I jump into the old Sonata, and around two hundred twenty-five thousand miles on the, tell on the Sonata. Me. Turns on, I put it into gear. Well, I put it into reverse. And the engine fell out. No, but I pushed on the gas, and it's not going anywhere. Wow. So then, you know, I put it in drive, push on the gas to see if that will work. Not going anywhere. Check all the brakes, you know? Uh-huh. Nothing. So I... Was it in neutral? No. I never, I mean, it, it, it's the transmission. I mean, the transmission <laughs> is... Is not exactly functioning. So, so uh, I had to I had to go through all this rigmarole, and at this point, we're coming up on halftime. So I I, I talked to Adrian, uh, who's of course producer of of Jazz Game Night, and, uh, and Ben Anderson had told Ben like, "Well, you're going to have to hold down halftime because because <laughs> my wheels are broken. I'm not going anywhere. I have to wait for this tow truck, and I have to get you know I have to get everything. I have to figure out where my car is going." Mm-hmm. So, anyway, at that point, I, I talked to Scotty G. And, again, I'm not feeling well. It's been kind of a long day. And it's kind of hectic to get from the, the remote into the game in, in general. And I don't know. Scotty was like, you want me to come fill in for you in postgame? And it was, like, was, nice. it was like, yes, thank you. Thank you, Scotty. Because at this point, I had missed a, a wide swath of the game. Mm-hmm. It would be hard to do a postgame on a a game I haven't really even been watching. You've been under your car checking out the transmission. And so, yes, shout out to – no, I, I had not been under my car. No, that but did Scotty not. filled in. And Good so, man. Scotty, shout out to Scotty. He, yeah. he was my hero. And it's not like 
it's not like Scotty doesn't have a zillion things going on <laughs> on his own plate. Yeah, you know, he's with, kind of busy. It's football and basketball season for the Aggies. I mean, he's he's yeah. I I, I pulled him away from his family last night, and I feel feel terrible. But I. But you were can't, stuck. There was nothing you could do. I, I really can't think of it enough. What are you so, do? Hitchhiking over? I get my car towed to uh, Burt Brothers, of course. Uh-huh. And uh, I get a, you know, leave it there overnight, get a phone call this morning, and this guy's talking to me about, you know, I don't know anything about cars, so I, I, I kind of assumed transmission, but I didn't really, mm-hmm. you know. And so, bless this guy's heart who's talking. Jimmy, shout out to Jimmy over at Burt Brothers, <laughs> because he was trying to be, like, as polite as possible about, well, we could... You know, we could do some things. We could get in there and figure out what's going on in the transmission. You, you know, like trying to to just mask like your car is a piece of garbage. <laughs> and if you put even 10 bucks into this thing, I'm going to be pretty upset with you because it's a transmission. How, however, you already knew all this. Basically knew. All, but, I, you know, I want to know. Maybe if I could keep it breathing. I've been, been trying to keep it breathing for a while I now. Tell me about, I know all about it. But I'm getting a little sentimental because have I seen your POS for the last time? I think so. I will never see that car again. That uh, bucket of bolts. I, I grew rather fond of it. You know, I know. Just, just looking Me at too. it from a far distance. It's like saying goodbye <laughs> to an old I wouldn't want to get friend. in it. But <laughs> so now I've, I, I'm on the hunt for a uh, new used vehicle. Oh, wow. Anybody out there have a good deal for Jake Scott? Let us know. Call Austin. Pass it along. Call Austin. Austin's my filter these days. Austin, let me know if we have any good ones come come down the pipeline. So, well, I'm glad you're safe, uh, and uh, I, actually, I'm I'm kind of glad you're you're getting rid of the thing because it was time. It was it was I looked as bad as it ran. Right. So now I've got to figure out what to do with it, though. Oh, just just junk it. Just junk it. <laughs> well, I could donate it to like kidney cars okay, or yeah, something. Do that. Yeah, which, but I don't think they want it. Which. <laughs> Not even a charitable organization. I don't. Maybe they could tear it apart, strip it down for parts. I, I, <laughs> I was actually listening to uh, to Austin and Jeff on on Utah Car Sense on Saturday uh, Saturdays the other day, uh-huh. and I heard Jeff say any car is worth at least five hundred bucks. <laughs> we're gonna, gonna put we're gonna that. put Jeff to the test. <laughs> yeah, it was when there was a transmission. Right, so I don't, I don't know what. But I'm they, they didn't have to be a functioning car. It's still worth five hundred. I don't know. He uh, just, I, Jeff just said any car is worth five hundred bucks. So I don't know. Scrap we'll metal, find, yeah. We'll find out. Oh yeah, this is definitely scrap metal. Yeah, nobody said down. Nobody's fixing up the Sonata for resale, man. Are you, are you sentimental about it? Yeah, you know, yeah. Miss that car. It's been like a good friend for like ten years now. <laughs> okay, well, I, I I'm a little sentimental too. Not not real, a, bit, a little bit, yeah. So, well, what you looking for? Do you want to give anybody a hint? You're not sure, not any oh, one particular I brand. I don't know, but I better make up my mind quick because I got to get it like this weekend. Because <laughs> you need a way. <laughs> Luckily, my my uh, my folks uh, are uh, are taking a little golfcation. Oh, so I've got a couple of days to drive around my mother's car. Frank. Frank is the name of that car. I got to drive Frank around for a couple of days. I got to tell you, I drove up today to the remote, and I'm looking for your car, and I'm going, where's Jake? I'm here, buddy. Yeah, I didn't didn't know about your car. You mean the the car with my mom's name on the license plate didn't didn't, didn't give you any clues? I didn't check that. that Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Well, okay, good. Well, you're, it's a new adventure. It is a new adventure. I haven't gotten a car in a long time. Hmm. 
Man, I wish I had your budget. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, you'll do just fine. Uh, by the way, I saw another one of yours the other day, and I, I was surprised because I've never seen anybody with your, your car. Well, it's uh, it's you're going to see a lot of them. It's just you know. It's is nothing, that is that because that you special. set a trend? Is that no? Because you're a you're no. a trendsetter. No, it's because I decided to go in a different direction, and uh, and it's uh, it's it's, it's it seems to be a popular direction in this state. So I I imagine I'll see quite a few of those. But I I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Jake, I'm kind of I'm. I got a wandering eye. You do. Yeah. You're already ready to cheat on your new car. Yeah, I am. I, I told my wife yesterday, let's go buy another another car. See, that's the difference between you and me. I'm I'm loyal. <laughs> I'm loyal. Well, I'm very loyal when it comes to uh, you know. I would never have a wandering eye elsewhere, elsewise. Uh, let's that's see. That's a word. We have a couple of uh, tweets coming in. Uh, Here's one that says uh, Tim Daly Nissan lifetime warranty on your station, 100. percent That's very that's very tempting. We, yeah, that that I is mean, such an incredible deal. But there are great options on uh, some of our sponsors, man. Oh, I assure you, I will go with uh, with one of our our partners, mm-hmm. our radio partners. Yep. There's just too many good ones out there. I think what I am looking for is a tad specific. So, but I assure you, I I mean, my last car I went with one of our our sponsors. I mean, I always do. But yeah, that lifetime warranty. I mean that's pretty tempting, right? I mean that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I can't argue that. All right, we have a lot to do to, uh, today. We're going to talk a lot of Utah Jazz basketball, even yeah. though you missed the entire game. Well, I managed to to catch up. Oh, good. When I eventually, you know, got things settled. It's a well, thing called the DVR. There, yes, Gordo. yes. Let's say it this way, and uh, all y'all who saw the game, it was a a step up from what we saw the previous game. Certainly. So we will talk a lot about that. We will also uh, talk a lot uh, of college football as things heat up. We have Sam Amick at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, David Locke, top of the 5 o'clock hour, and our college national college football insider, Josh Parcell. Oh, what a great day that At 5.30. Um, looking forward to seeing what, uh, what Josh thinks about how uh, the playoff is going to play its way out. Josh, uh, is, his home base is there in Charlotte, so he's kind of in the thick of things in the southeast where – a lot of this is going to be decided. Although he he is keenly aware of what's going on with the Utes and has kept a close eye on them, partly because he, he associates with us. And I think that's the service that we do, is we keep all these national guys uh, in, 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 you know, in touch with what's happening here, with the Utes, with the Cougars, with the Jazz. So it's a, it's a public service. All right. Well, let's uh, waste no more time. Let's get to it. It is time for your split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. It is. And The Zone Sports Network. Right corner, Bogdanovich, three. Boyan. Here's a fast break. Bogdanovich with his back to the defense, to the play, steals it, then throws a baseball outlet to Ingles, who scores it. Beautiful pass as Bogdanovich throws a touchdown to Ingles. Ahead to Joe Ingles. Right side, Bogdanovich drives the baseline. Powers by Wiggins and lays it up and in. He just put a left shoulder into Wiggins, and he folded a bit like a deck chair getting out of the way to put the Jazz up by Seb. Loose ball tapped all the way up. Conley has it. Conley sets his feet. Cross-court pass, Donovan. Right side, three. Pow! 194. Minute to play. 
Donovan at the top, guarded by the 6'8", Covington. Comes off the pick, drives, kicks to the corner. Bogdanovich, contested three. Perfect. Ball game. Well, what a difference a couple of days make, Gordon, as the Jazz get that split. We talked about that yesterday with the Timberwolves. They beat them 103-95. I know uh, Locke put it this way, and Scotty talked about it as well uh, today on his show, but it was kind of exactly opposite of the game that was here in Salt Lake City. But Donovan Mitchell trash talks with a fan, hits some big shots. And that tends to spur him on. It does. Yeah, opposing fans, because uh, what was it? It was the game last year. Yeah. In, who was that against? Uh, who was that? Was it against the Bulls? I uh, don't remember. Where he said, this is your fault? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. So, was, that so, was that Atlanta? No, I, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'd have to go back and look. But, uh, yeah. He so, likes it. He said he has fun with it. It was Detroit. Detroit. That's yeah. right. Thank you, Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mitchell goes for 26. Uh, Bogdanovich. Uh, was shooting red hot. He had 30. And Andrew Wiggins, I'm, I'm not going to say the T-Wolves might be better without Andrew Wiggins, but if he's going to be a volume shooter like that and shoot like that, then he didn't do him any favors well, last the, pro- the problem for the T-Wolves was that they did not perform well when uh, Carl Anthony Towns was on the floor. Minus 20. The Jazz made a great defensive adjustment yeah. with him. Uh, and Rudy showed you a little something in that regard as far as getting out on him and covering him a certain way. One thing that the Jazz had in common with, with the loss a few days before was that they, they're still not shooting the ball particularly well. I know Bogdanovich had, had a nice night, uh, and uh, uh, Rudy was uh, efficient. As and Conley normally. was better. Conley, Conley, when he plays like that, it gives the Jazz a huge lift. Donovan Mitchell still not efficient, but they just had seven three-pointers in the last, like, seven and a half minutes of that game. That helps. That'll make a difference. That'll make a huge difference. Yeah. By the way, with, with Rudy real quick and, and on that adjustment, isn't that what you love about Rudy? So, so Rudy has become an incredibly versatile defender. It, it's, it might be the most underappreciated thing about him, where the Jazz said, okay, you're a great rim defender. But now we want you to be a great defender on the floor. Yeah. And we want you to, to, to defend the pick and roll like a guy who's 6'3 instead of a guy who's 7'1. And Rudy said, yeah, yeah, you got it. Right? Okay, I got I'm this. On it. Yeah, you bet. And, and he did that last year, and it's why he absolutely deserved the defensive player of the year. But how about uh, another example? Hey, Rudy, you know, we're going to need you to get a little further out there. We, we're gonna like need 25 you, feet. We're going to need you to do a little more. <laughs> And Rudy, but you're already a one man. He is. Zone defense. It's amazing, and they and their their adjustment against Minnesota is is pulling Rudy aside and saying, "Hey, Rudy, see that guy out there standing there, twenty eight feet out. Go get him. We're we're going to need you to to do a little more. <laughs> and, and by the way, after you're done with him, get back here and protect the rim. Go go have a game, and then give him a pat on the backside. And then he and then he absolutely goes out and does it. I mean, yeah. it, he he deserves more credit than he gets for the improvement that he's made. And he basically just does everything the coaches ask, ask of him. And it's, it's really amazing. Well, he's got the dimensions to do it, and he's got enough athleticism. You put those two things together, and that is really, really potent. But there's another thing, and it's pride. Pride. He's got a lot of pride. After that game the other Monday night, he, uh, enough for you, he was sitting in the locker room, and he said, got to study the film and, and get better. 
And that's that's exactly what he did because he was found himself in the right place at the right time over and over again. And when you have that kind of attitude, it's not just attitude, though. It's obvious it's, he's got the size and he's he's got the uh, he's got some talent, I'd say. So that that's just terrific when you have him and it frees other guys up to to do some things as well. But the combination of Rudy playing like that, Bogdanovich. See, this is what we're talking about when we say the Jazz have these additional weapons so that when Mitchell has sort of a he was 9 at 24. He was 5 at 10 from 3, which was nice and he hit some big shots down the stretch. How about that crossover? But he was still minus 11. Yeah, which is amazing. That really jumps off the page, doesn't it? Because you look at the rest of the Jazz uh, uh, starting lineup. and uh, Mike you, Conley, plus 28. Bogdanovich, plus 38. O'Neal, plus 36. Uh, yeah. you, you know what that is, though, and why the plus minus is sometimes not the most reliable of stats? Donovan is playing a lot of time with the bench and trying to... to you know, keep the scoring going while the bench is out there. And the Jazz are just not a deep team right now. That, the bench, bench, is, that bench is a problem. It, it is an issue. It's yep. it's just not it's not terrific. And I don't know if it can get better, you know, if, if those guys can play better and they can kind of get better internally or if they just need a Davis back or uh, we is could break worth? that down. But but that's, that's part of the problem is yeah. Mitchell's trying to prop up that lineup. I, I agree with you on that. And, and Quinn is a little defensive about it because, you know, he doesn't want – his bench to be having self-esteem problems and whatnot. It's tough enough already. They are aware that they're not really uh, hauling the freight. And so he doesn't want to add more pressure to them. He wants the team to stick together. And you can see the usefulness in that. But the bench has to play better. I mean, I think that's fair for anyone yeah, to they, say. Well, they, they – I mean, look at the plus – we'll stick with plus minus for a second. Jeff Green had a plus three. All right. But then from there, Joe Ingles minus ten in twenty-seven minutes. George Niang minus ten in five minutes. Yeah. Uh, Dante Exum minus sixteen in eight minutes, and Emmanuel Mudiay minus twenty-four in sixteen minutes. I mean, he was one of seven from the floor, and that, that's a departure from what he has usually been for the Jazz. Well, I mean, the inconsistent is what's going on with the bench right now, and that's that's the nicest word I can, I can think. They, they've got to figure something else out there. I think the most surprising one for me is Joe. I don't know what's the matter with Joe. What's going on? And Joe's usually very upfront about his uh, self-evaluation and whatnot, and that's one of his charms. But uh, he is, this is not the Joe Ingles we're used to seeing. No, in 27 minutes, one of four for uh, he had three points, four assists, two steals, four rebounds, uh, and usually and he's passing up shots. He is uh, passing up. He, shots. he was four of twelve on Monday night, so maybe maybe he's a little you know double clutching a little bit, but he has got to be Joe Ingles. That's all. That's all the Jazz want to be, and they ask a lot of him. I get it. They ask him to play defense, and he had some casual passes last night. He just needs to, as you like to say, Jake. He just needs to tighten. Just tighten it up. No, that's the thing. He's probably, I mean, it's probably a convergence of a few things for him. He's probably not playing all that well. Uh, he's he's in a different role. I mean, there's probably a few things that are going on with him. But, yeah, I he's, it, when, when we, when he, excuse me, when we were talking about Joe going to the bench in the offseason and that being a possibility and then through preseason, we were talking about how important that role is. Yeah. And that's why they want somebody like Joe Ingles in that role. You know, it's, 
that still is yes that still exists that's an important role him the leader of that group especially that group that's struggling that's a really important role and he's got to figure it out for sure are you surprised that the jazz are missing ed davis as much as they are no i'm not because ed davis was going to sort of fill the role of Derek favors correct and, and we, so you don't have Derek, and now you don't have Ed. And Tony Bradley he, doesn't appear ready. He's just not ready. Well, I mean, what Derek did, and, and Dennis Lindsay talked about this on our show uh, at times. I know we talked about it at locker room, uh, locker room cleanout. You know, the Jazz don't win some playoff series if not for Derek Favors. Yeah. Remember that Clippers series where, where Rudy went down right away? Mm-hmm. I, they don't win that series if Derek Favors can't step in and, and fill the void. I mean, there were there were games that he finished. We've talked to, uh, talked about those at lengths. I mean, one of the, the luxuries the last couple of years with the Jazz have is when Rudy came off the floor, the – the the drop off was not not bad at all. No, right. You had the best backup center in the league. Yeah. So you faced you know significant opposition for the entire game against the Utah Jazz. Ed Davis is not the, as good a defender as Derek Favors is, or not as tough around the rim. He's a not great as, rebounder. Don't big. get me wrong, yeah. but he's not as big. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But he's good. And we thought, okay, well he can he can fill that void. But boy. It gets it gets tough from there because Epe Udo is probably a better player right now than Tony Bradley. How many? Oh yeah, I, I don't think there's much doubt. Maybe not offensively, uh, but uh, but for what we're talking about, right. filling in for Rudy. So has this thought crossed your mind thus far? And I know this is an absolutely mindless, stupid thought, and I'm not suggesting that those are the kinds of thoughts that you think. But has it crossed your mind where would the Jazz be this year if they had Derek Favors? Still. I know um, it's, it's wishful thinking and there's no real use to it, but I, I've i thought it. And well, I, And I wonder, man, it's too bad they had, to, they had to let him go in order to rebuild the way they did. But they miss him. They miss what he's able to do, especially with that hurt like we were talking about. And I don't know what they're going to – would you do something? Would you uh, Would you work a trade? Would you look for someone to sign to change this? Would you use up some of your versatility in order to give this bench some help? No, not yet. Well, Ed, I guess Ed's going to be back in well that nobody knows. Really, well, we right? don't know. He's going to be reevaluated. Half, three weeks, something he, like that. when he's going to be reevaluated. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we just don't know. So uh, you did have break to, his leg, didn't he? I mean, fracture, fracture not a, whatever. I mean, not a yeah. compound fracture, but yeah, there <laughs> well, was his a, bone wasn't sticking out the side of his leg. So uh, I mean, you'd have to have that information to to make a, a decision on this. If if I'm only. I can weather the storm for a few more weeks without Ed Davis, right? The Jazz are about to – they have two home games and they're going on that tough road, roadie, and I, I think they're really going to miss Ed at that point. So, but for how long is the question. Yeah. And I might keep my eyes open. Uh, maybe there's um, – you know, maybe there's a score that hits the buyout market when we get to that time of year. So, I mean, certainly no need to be impatient. The, the Jazz record is fine. They're in good standing in the West. No need to, to – flip out but yeah ed davis needs to come back that needs the, to happen in the meantime what the jazz need to do is everything that quinn talks about after losses after wins it's about being connected it's at the defensive end and the offensive end it's about knowing where guys want the ball the ball uh, there was a period in the fourth quarter 
in that game last night, Jake, when I thought, okay, that is what I expected the offense to look like. The ball was moving and guys were hitting shots. And we haven't seen that come together, especially those four guys. You know, they really came together for a time there. And I just think that's what this team is capable of doing on a fairly consistent basis. We just haven't seen it yet. Except for when I think that period, while it was kind of skewed by the fact that Mike Conley had that 18-point quarter, remember that? Yeah. And I saw it again last night over over a stretch of possessions. So I know what this team has it in them, man. They just got to make it happen. All right, uh, we are live at Metro by T-Mobile. Come by and see us, uh, 3300 South, 87 West. Uh, coming up next, uh, we're going to talk about a story that uh, I, I don't think has been talked about enough. So stay tuned for that. And, in fact, a major political figure is weighing in on something happening right here in Utah. But it is important. And so we'll bring it up next, coming up on the big show. Uh, we're live. Metro by T-Mobile. Come by and see us. Check it out, Gordon. They've got their holiday season going on. You can unwrap the best deals in wireless. Right now, when you switch to Metro, you can choose two. Gordon, not one, but two free phones from top brands like Samsung and LG uh, with huge screens to watch uh, for all your holiday entertainment, plus great cameras and tons of memory to capture those moments. Plus, at Metro, they've got a lot more. They're also gifting you a brand-new tablet. That's for free, Gordon, just by switching over to Metro by T-Mobile. Oh, yeah? So you know what you could do with that is go ahead and switch, get the free tablet, and then wrap that up and give it to somebody for Christmas. And then they're like, wow, you got me a tablet. And you're like, well, this is how much I, I... It comes from the heart. <laughs> I love it. I dug deep you. for this. <laughs> so if you didn't want to keep it for yourself, you could make yourself, like, really look good. You want a couple of pencils, too? And that's on top of uh, a lot of other stuff going on. Um, uh, let's see, other things. Uh, the two phones. Uh, no, oh, not to mention a full Amazon Prime membership included oh. with Metro. All right. And that's endless entertainment, and I don't know about the... she use that for her every shopping need? I wouldn't say every shopping need, but it gets, yeah, it gets used. Okay. And it comes the next day, which makes it incredibly too convenient, actually. But anyway, that's for free just by switching over to Metro by T-Mobile. So Sounds come good. by and see us. Oh, on top of that, Jose, the owner uh, of this location, has uh, he's rolled in the pizzas. I know. Look at them. They're sitting over there calling your name, Jake. There's beverages. Uh, so if you want to stop in and grab a soda, we have jazz gear for you. I mentioned free phones. I mean, I don't know why you're not here right now. Plus, you can meet Jake Scott. Well, no, nobody, I don't think, wants to meet me. But you, on the other hand. Jake, you underestimate yourself, my friend. Yesterday, when we were out and about, people were coming up to you, and you were using your charming personality to make them feel like they're having a good day. Hey, Coach, how are you? Okay. (laughs) Easy back there. Can we hear that on No, we are not. No, we're not hearing that. All right. A story that uh, isn't being talked about enough. We're getting to it next. (laughs) 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. 
Tim Brando from Fox Sports. The issue still remains that the who's in conversation all season long means that most of the media focus is on these brand names. So when the subject matter of Utah or Oregon comes up, most people that are in the central time zone and the eastern time zone, they couldn't name two or three players on your team. I believe that Utah, from both an offensive and defensive standpoint, could stand with any one of those teams and beat any one of those teams that are in this conversation. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're here at Metro by T-Mobile, 87 West, 3300 South. Get here, grab some jazz gear. We have great Metro gear as well as pizza, drinks. Come on. We'll feed you, Gordon. Plus, great deals here at Metro by T-Mobile. So come on by and see us. Uh, Again, 3300 South and 87 West. Gordon, a story that we haven't talked about, and and I feel like maybe we should have. Uh, I've seen little bits and pieces about this kind of come about, but Major League Baseball is attempting to make a change to their minor league system. A drastic reduction. Well, and minor league players are trying to get paid a little more. And so it's it's this kind of thing that's meeting with some controversy, all right? So basically wants to streamline their minor league system, and that would mean – uh, shuttering 42 minor league teams, or at least disassociating from those minor league teams. Right. And included in those minor league teams are the Orem Owls and the Ogden Raptors. Now, they could have possibly the, op- uh, the, the opportunity to stay independent of sort and almost be kind of a, a semi-pro league that yeah. they might put together. That sounds difficult. but Extraordinarily difficult. Yeah. So I don't know how that would go. But Bernie Sanders, of all people, released a statement about specifically the Owls and the Raptors. The good senator had an opinion, did he? Uh, so I thought we'd go through this real quick. But I, I, I do want your opinion on what's going on with, right. with Major League Baseball. Uh, here's what uh, Bernie Sanders said. Uh, senator Bernie Sanders on Wednesday slammed a proposal by wealthy baseball owners and executives <laughs> to shutter two minor league baseball teams across Utah. The Ogden Raptors and Orem Owls would close under a major league baseball proposal designed to slash costs after minor league players filed a lawsuit demanding to be paid the minimum wage. Quote, closing down minor league teams like the Ogden Raptors and Orem Owls would be a disaster for baseball fans, workers, and communities across Utah, Senator Sanders said, we must protect these teams from corporate greed, unquote. Major League Baseball teams are as much a part of the country's economy and cultural fabric as the Field of Dreams where Sanders hosted and played in a softball game in August. Uh, quote, by threatening to rip baseball out of Utah communities, the billionaires who control America's pastime are showing their true colors. Bernie 2020 Western Press Secretary Joe Cavallello said, Quote, this isn't about uh, what's good for baseball. It's about greedy executives refusing to give even a tiny bit more of their massive wealth to the young people who keep their business booming, unquote. Then add Sanders, politics were shaped early in life when his beloved Brooklyn Dodgers were moved away from his home city. The move left an economic and cultural hole in Brooklyn. That remember, is the statement. I remember talking to Frank Layden about that move with the Dodgers, and he, he said that was the day uh, sports really changed. Okay, a couple things here. And this gets 
rather deep, actually. But how do you feel about businesses which were established to make money do things that increases their profitability, or at least potentially, but people lose their jobs or their entertainment value or their their personal connection to those things. I mean, what? where is what owed to? Huh? You know what I mean? So, I, and I've got something really profound for you okay. on this, Gordon. You ready? <clears throat> I'm torn. <laughs> Here we go. You got a devil on one shoulder and you got an angel on the other. So, Major League Baseball is a business. They are. They're, they're out to make a buck, right? And like, like any other business out there. And do they have a certain, uh, you know, do they, do they have certain responsibilities to the communities in which they operate? I think they do, right? I mean, I'll, I'll just talk about the, the Raptors for a second, but I think you can make uh, similar arguments about the Owls. I mean, the Raptors are, are a part of that community uh, they, up there. They, they've in been there forever. And we, so, so many great players have come through <laughs> there. And... Lindquist Field up there is, is awesome. Yeah. It's incredible. And the, the backdrop in the summer is just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, they mean a lot to the, the community up there in Ogden. They do. We've seen it firsthand. So does, does Major League Baseball, is it okay for them to make decisions that will make them more money? Yes, they're a business. But is there a community tie there where there's some, some responsibility? Yes, I agree there too. So we see this in, in corporate America all the time. Is it okay to move the factory over the ocean because it's going to save that business X amount of dollars, but X community in Ohio is right. supported by that factory that's there? So where is the, the social responsibility as opposed to, you know, you're a business, you're there to make money? It's, it's delicate, and you're thus there, I'm torn. You're there to make money. You're there to give shareholders as much of that green stuff as they can possibly get. And we've, I've, we've seen this in the economy over, well, it's probably been a formula since time began. But where people want, certain people want more money. And so those who have helped build that industry, helped build that company, are now seen as disposable. And so where is the responsibility of those who make the decisions on the part of the company? Is it to the people upon whose shoulders the company was built? Or is it to those who are now in positions to profit off of the company moving forward? We see this in some businesses where all the profit is stripped away from the business and not put back into the business, but put into the pockets of shareholders. We see that all the time. And meanwhile, they're building mansions uh, along a beach somewhere where people who have helped provide that kind of money by building the business into a quality product or a a quality organization now are uh, hit the bricks, man. So what do you do? What do you do? Which is is more important? See, I think the best companies... And and I'm probably over my skis a little bit here because I'm no you know NBA well, well, I mean, by any means. So, so am I. but I I feel like the we best. We talk more about the NBA than the MBA. I feel like the best company, <laughs> the best companies try to, to try to balance the two. I mean, 
you know, give back to the communities that you're a part of. I, I actually think uh, the, the the company we, we work for, the, the Miller Group, is actually a pretty good example of this. I mean, try to be a positive impact on the community, become a part of, of the community and do everything you can. But at the same time, uh, you know, run a successful business. I, I you, you know, you said something. Is it really your obligation to give as much green as possible to the shareholders? I think some companies don't think that that's necessarily the goal. Is that what it's, the shareholders think? It's to do it all, right? And, and actually, you can benefit financially by being uh, a, a good member of the community. I mean, those things can go hand in hand. Well, yeah. yeah okay. So it, the best scenario is a win-win, right? You make a good, solid profit. You have good growth. And you benefit your workers, your employees, everybody involved in the process and the community in which you live. I mean, but what do you do in this case where minor league baseball players are complaining about the pay they get? And so those in in positions of power say, "Okay, we'll just strip away a bunch of teams. And so every third player is going to benefit. But the other two out. So so the very complaint that was lodged ends up hurting many, many players who will no longer be able to pursue their dreams. And maybe those players never were in a position to pursue those dreams and they're doing them a favor so they can kick them out into society and have them pursue another dream. But this thing was prompted by the players themselves who wanted more money. And look, some of those guys were making, what, less than minimum wage? Yeah, well, and the other side of this, too, is that this was actually spurred on by the Houston Astros, who believe they've found a better way to evaluate talent. They say with... Yeah, with, they, uh, they just operate video cameras all over the place. Right, with tech... <laughs> well, part of that is true, that they, they, feel, they feel like there's so much more information because of technology that's out there. They can more easily evaluate players as opposed to, you know, we need a big pool and we need to actually, I don't know, watch them play baseball in order to decide who's good and who's not. And once they decide who's good, they bring them in, and then they steal signs with video cameras to uh, benefit those players even more. But you can see about it, like, okay, so how many Orem Owls players or Ogden Raptors players are actually going to make the show? What's the percentage of that? What, you'd say 3%? Pretty low. I don't right? know. I'm just guessing. You know, it, it's pretty low. So if you're a major league baseball team, you look and say, well, why am I paying these salaries when only 3% of what I'm looking at is actually going to make it to where it could really benefit me? But that's a really callous way to do it, right? Because those well, players- why was it established that way in the first place? Is it because... Uh, because those who do make their way through the system have to have a competitive setting where you can you can make those evaluations. Right, you you have to be playing in order for them to be to discover you. Well, there's a zillion different ways for you to be discovered now. Well, just poke and prod, and well, yeah, I mean, film, right? Yeah, but they still have to play. But. Don't they? Yeah, yeah, but you have more opportunities to see what they've got. Well, you're like, right. It's, a, it's and- a numbers game, and most of these guys will never make it that far. And so they're looking at it and saying, why, why, would, we, why would we continue to invest this way? The problem is, once they, once they get rid of the 42 teams, how much of that money that they're saving is going to actually end up in the minor leaguers who are left over their pockets and how much is going to end up in their own pockets oh yeah probably all into their so own then pockets. the evil empire 
gets even well, more. I don't and think... that's what Bernie's talking about here. Although I don't know if this is populist language he's going after the vote in Utah or what. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. Uh, I was a little surprised by that, but I guess so. Uh, but the, Shouldn't they... he be concentrating on reducing student debt? But his the the, the thing on this is Joke, though I'm joking here, really. is that Major League Baseball isn't doing this to be able to pay minor league baseball players more. That's not that's their, just the excuse. That's not. I don't think that's even their excuse. I think it just coincides with their demands. Hmm. Nobody nobody ever talked about their demands being met. So what happens to the fans of the Raptors and the Owls? What what happens to those folks? Have a good time at the bees game. I, I wonder if they would be willing to pay more money. To watch the minor leaguers. Well, I think I don't think that that would matter, and we're way over here, so maybe we can get back okay. to this this later. But I, I don't think that that would matter because basically, Major League Baseball is saying we're not going to pay the salaries or a portion thereof for these teams anymore, and so it makes it hard for these teams to exist because they need the players in the system, right? right, right. That's why independent ball isn't isn't huge. So the Pioneer Leagues won't take a major hit, right? All right, Diamond Airport Parking, fantastic rates, free car washes, 24-7 shuttle services, detail, oil changes, and glass repair while you're away. Diamond Airport with the best rewards program in Utah, only airport valet service in Utah, park ride and save, just off I-80 and Redwood Road, Diamond Airport Parking. We're live at Metro by T-Mobile here in South Salt Lake. Come see us, 3300 South, 87 West. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Joining us now to talk a little college football from CBS, the very undefeated and admired Brian Jones. <laughs> Where do you rank Huntley on the list of great quarterbacks this year in the country? He's right there in the top five, if not top two or three. That Washington game really proved a lot to me. One, he's tough, he's accurate, and the guy can lead a football team even when he's not 100%. So everyone's starting to take notice of him. There's no doubting his ability on the field and he's definitely one of the top five quarterbacks in the game right now tony parks and austin horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97 5 12 80 the zone in the zone sports network Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you to join us tomorrow from 3 to 6 at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it will blow your mind. Uh, Gordon, we are live today at Metro by T-Mobile, 87 West, 3300 South. We invite you to come by and see us. Uh, Jose's stocked up on the pizza over there, so if you're hungry, come by for a bite. We've got sodas for you as well. We've got jazz gear for everybody who drops by, and uh, plus they've got uh, some absolutely incredible deals going on. So drop by and see us uh, here at Metro by T-Mobile, 87 West, 3300 South. By the way, Jose, Jose, uh, are you an athlete? Because you look like one. Oh, he's played basketball. How about Jose that? looks like he could. He's like uh, 
you and me combined, he probably could give us a, a beat a beatdown. This is true. He, the Jose looks like he's in terrific shape. He's got his cute daughters here too. I know. Look how darling she is. Anyway, we're having a lot of fun. We here. are having a lot of fun, and uh, Jose and his uh, crew down here do a do a terrific job. So come on by and uh, and find out for yourself. We're going to talk to Sam Amick coming up at the top of the four o'clock hour. David Locke is going to be on the show at the top of the five o'clock hour, and Josh Parcell at five thirty. You know, Clinton Knight, uh, he uh, tweeted in, and he makes a good point. He says it's too early to make panic moves. Last season, the Jazz were only seven and seven through fourteen games. I think part of the deal is that those expectations we talked about yesterday, Jake, were ratcheted up so high. The Jazz are nine and five. I mean, if the Jazz end up by the end of the year, if the Jazz are at 66% winning percentage, that's pretty good. Yeah. Isn't it? Would it is. You, would you take that if you were the Jazz? 66%? They win two, two for every one yeah. loss? Yeah, you two take wins. that. So, I mean, yeah. They're, it, it, but I think when people watch this team play, they think it can play better. And I think that's what Quinn Snyder thinks. And I, I agree with him. I, I look at these players, and I, I know for a fact that Mike Conley can play better than the average game he's put up thus far. I think Bogdanovich is on target. Uh, we know what Donovan can do, and Rudy we've talked about. Those four guys, I mean, these are these are really upper echelon players who you put them all together, and that's very difficult. I think the other guys like Joe Ingles need to step it up a little bit. Uh, Moody Age, Jeff Green, uh, Ed Davis needs to get healthy. Uh, the Jazz will be okay. This is a process. That's what I wrote about uh, in a column that's sltrib.com. Check it out if you if you want. But it, it the NBA season is so freaking long that uh, there are these ebbs and flows. And this has sort of been the pattern with Jazz teams in the past. And so if this is the worst of it, then uh, the Jazz is going to have a pretty pretty fine year. All right, it's the holiday season here at Metro by T-Mobile. Come see us, 3300 South, 87 West. They've got incredible deals. Uh, When you switch to Metro right now, you can choose two free phones. Uh, These are from top brands like Samsung and LG. Uh, They're also going to gift you a brand-new tablet for the holiday season. So get by here. Take advantage of it. We'll have more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. It's important for guys like Urban Meyer to stand up and say, no, you, you got to take a look at this Utah team. If Clemson and Utah played tomorrow, I'd put money on Utah minus three. I think Utah beat Clemson. Now, I know it's it's all guessing. It's all hypothetical. But when I look at what Clemson does well and what Utah can do defensively and what I think they could do offensively, Clemson's done a good job suppressing teams defensively over the last few weeks, but they haven't played a consistent run-based team that works well off play action and has a quarterback playing at, let's be honest, a Heisman level. I just don't want to see this time come and go, have this team be a flash in the pan and then a Rose Bowl win over Minnesota. That's still a heck of a consolation prize. I know what you're saying, but that's still To me, it'd be a letdown. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 